Good morning, Australia. We are here bright and early. The sun has not risen. It doesn't look like. I'm not actually sure the, the blinds are closed on one on one window, so make, it's making it a little darker than normal. But this is Blake, this is Lawson, and Robbie, hey. and Shell, all in the <laughs> studio this morning. How's it going, everyone? I am looking at a screen in front of me that says 121 stations are online. I think it's because Robbie's here. Which is it had to, had to happened today? Yeah, that's right. It, it's I think more, that's the most we've ever had. I think it's more than we've ever had, and definitely more than yesterday. Yeah, which I think there was twelve to start with. Yeah, there was twelve. Well, those four in the beginning, and then it built up from. I think we I think we cracked thirty by the end. So if you're listening this morning and you didn't get to listen yesterday, sorry about the inconvenience, but we are back on the air, getting it done, back on track. They were. Um, yeah, yesterday was a really bad day for us. Oh. Yeah, because this is my space, right? I'm a content yeah. guy. And uh, all, so all the alarm. You're to blame. Oh. Well, I'm not to blame, but I know, <laughs> I know what went wrong. Yeah. I, found, okay. I found out what went, went wrong. Uh-huh. It was like a space, right? It was a double space. Oh. Not a single space, a double space. Oh. double space. Dude, guys. that'll ruin everything. I can't believe. Like, the, my, my messages were going crazy, like, super early when you guys were having yeah. issues. I can't believe. By the end of the day, we found out what the problem was. It was someone had a double space in a file name. And it was, it. it was an ad that did oh, it. Oh, it was wow. an ad. What was the ad for? Um, oh. I could tell you, but it would be. Yeah. You know, Actually, it was, oh. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It was for Avondale. <laughs> oh, well, hey, shout out Avondale. Definitely, that was a bit of a publicity stunt, ruining our whole radio show. I have gone uh, to so many like workshops on how to write essays, yeah. so they need to go and get to work <laughs> anyway, on those workshops and get those double spaces going. It wasn't actually Avondale's fault, though. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well, tomato, tomato. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Avondale's fault, Robbie. It was somehow your fault. But I can't put too much blame on you. It wasn't my fault, but I have to take responsibility because it was my people. (laughs) Coming up also in the news on Faith FM here today, the U.S. pushes a new approach to humanitarian aid in Haiti. Now, this might sound a little bit strange, but Haiti is actually under control of gangs. There's no elected officials in the entire country after the assassination of the president two years ago. It's all run by gangs. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Robbie, some of our listeners may not know who you are. What do you do behind the scenes? So other than being a a presenter on Faith FM, I'm the national content manager for Faith FM. So I oversee studios, I see shows, looking for new shows, make things happen. So that's one of the reasons why you your phone was blowing up yesterday when the when the sites <laughs> were all down. Yeah. So that's on you. It's on my team. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay. No, <laughs> which, no, which is on me. I'm not saying on you. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just saying like that all piled on top of you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. All but look, we, we've got a, we got a pretty decent team of tech guys too, awesome. and, the, and, the, and and girls. And they're the ones that really had to step up and make things and figure uh, fix the, things out. How do they figure, it figure out. out the double space? Like, so, what kind of geniuses you got working over there? Oh, they're pretty smart. It's the Pentagon so, of Faith FM? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so we've got, it went through trawling through logs, connecting into sites that are broadcasting, and why aren't you broadcasting, and why is it falling back to other shows and stuff like that. And they just, they just went data mining and found out, ah, this is the thing that did the thing. Wow, data mining. Yeah. Mm. Two things I never thought I would ever hear, but also kind of cool. Like, I'm, I know that. It is a whole industry. I know, I know it's a whole industry, but as my brain just like processes it, like, think about like as a kid, mm-hmm. like data mining. 
Like, this is just... Yeah, they used to do that when you were a kid as well. No way. <laughs> but it was, like, in filing cabinets or... Wait, when you are a kid, yeah. that was more of a tablet of stone type. Nah, <laughs> Read joking. the good news here. Uh, reading <laughs> the first clue for the quiz, who am I? Right, so get your answers ready. Get your phones ready. 0491-064-669. Who am I? I said, does the law condemn anyone without first hearing him to find out what he is doing? Oh, Oh, do you know who said that? If you do, 0491-064-669 is the number to call a text. Again, that clue was, I said, does our law condemn anyone without first hearing him to find out what he's doing? Ah, I know who it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Robbie knows. I don't know. We've got Blake. He is... I'm perplexed. He's perplexed this morning. (laughs) But you're listening to The Breakfast Show and, of course, our amazing prizes for this week, the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation. So we're going to give you this journal, this Bible study journal for free, where you can basically become your own theologian, work your way through these books, take notes, see where it's heading, as well as a KJV Bible with Mark Finley study helps. Incredible prizes this morning, this week on Faith FM. And I've got something cool to talk about in regards to the I'm Bible. excited. So, a few things. I'm nervous. First, Something about a gas station yeah, and a Bible? But, look, we'll get there. Okay. I'm nervous. We'll get, to the, we'll get to the servos in a bit. But firstly, the Bible has become the most precious book ever. I, I knew What that. do you mean became? It's always yeah. has it, been. It, of course <laughs> it always has been because it's the word of God. But there is a Bible in Israel right uh-huh. now hanging out in Tel Aviv that is going up for auction and is expected to exceed $45 million. Wow. Okay. Is it the whole Bible? Or it just... is. It is the whole Bible. It okay. is. It is. Well, it's. Old, know, old and New Testament. I know it's not. It's just an Old Testament. Old Testament. That's uh, right. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I was like in Tel Aviv. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. about that. It's, so why they better get that out of Tel Aviv quick because those riots are happening over there in Israel. It's getting wild over there. We were talking about that yesterday morning. Everything's on fire. It's pretty crazy. So this version of the Bible, it's called the Codex Sassoon. Sassoon. Yes, which was written about a thousand years ago. So uh, among the the latest kind of Hebrew codexes that we have, it's okay. it's around that area of you know one thousand. I think it's one thousand and eight. You have the Codex of wait. You you're saying AD, not BC, right? AD. Yeah. Okay. Well, because we have the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? Yeah, yeah. But those are, you know, pieces of parchment and whatnot. And then between the Dead Sea Scrolls and 1000, we have a bunch of manuscripts here and there. But 1000 is around the time in which we have the earliest known full copies of the Hebrew Bible in terms of book that was written as standard, if you will. So where do they find this one? Uh, this one, so the Codex of Sassoon was a, found around Egypt, again, from the 9th century. So even even earlier than 1000, it was, yeah, super, super old. It has been owned and passed through a, a family in that area since then. You might be thinking, wait, why don't they have anything older than 1000? And that's just how the passage of time goes in terms of a nation conquers another nation and just mm. burns all their stuff, which happens a lot in the Middle East. But like you said, we have got older. It's just that it's not a complete codex. That's right. Whereas this is a full-on massive big book. 
a codex that is, you know, it represents the exact same Bible that we have today. Similarly to the Dead Sea Scrolls as well. Like, there, there's complete accuracy between the Dead Sea Scrolls. And Those are just on scrolls, but this the, is a book. The, whereas this is like a or full-on a book. The, the most expensive Bible that has ever and will ever be sold. I'd like to have a copy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just, just, well, well, you can if you get the quiz right. Uh, it's not the exact same it's, one, it's, but it's, it's a not, very similar KJV version. That was version a good segue. Right. Very clever into segue. The, uh, into the quiz. Absolutely. Hey, I've got another story here that actually producer Shell recommended that I speak about from none other than the state of Oregon. Now, when you think of Oregon... Love Oregon. That's where my sister lives. Well, as an Australian... Viewing Oregon, someone who maybe is a little bit inclined to understand America, what's happening there. I'm like, oh, Oregon is like really secular, mm. really forward thinking, uh, quite. I'm doing progressive in air quotes. Yeah, progressive, <laughs> these kinds of things. Well, but Portland it, is for sure. Yeah, 100%. But I don't know about the rest of Oregon. Get yeah, them, get them in those mountains. <laughs> yeah, you have that dichotomy. It's the same you would know in yeah. California as well, where you, you've got the coast there with Los Angeles and whatnot, where it's again super, you know, forward thinking, progressive, all these things. And then you go up into the hills, and you got people like you. you got my people. <laughs> <laughs> so Oregon is one of those states. But in Oregon, it is up until last week, it was illegal to serve yourself. At a petrol station. For sure. Definitely. So you, you couldn't go and, well, the American term would be pump your own gas. Right. You know, he would say, fill up your car. <laughs> you weren't allowed to do that. No, that's true. I loved it. That is insane. Oh, it's great. You the, just pull up and be like, hey, what's up, man? I just like, I guess it is gallons. Ex- exceptional service, but simultaneously... That is crazy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just we're, things are flying. Things are flying in the studio. I would never have expected that anywhere in the in the developed world today it would be illegal to fill up your car. I think it's actually awesome. Like whenever I go to Oregon, I just stay in my car cuz in California, like I avoid filling up in California just so I can drive over the border and have someone else fill up my car. I just sit in the car and I give them the money. That's, so, that's such an American thing to say. It's awesome. So it's really good. You really I like enjoy it. it. I do. Man, you don't um, like it. it. Well, Shell isn't definitely not into it. I have never in my life had the experience. It was weird the first time I car. did it because I thought I was getting robbed. I was like, "No, get back! No, I'll do this myself." And they're like, "No, sir, I'm doing this myself." And I was like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "I work here, and I'm I have to do this." And I was like. There, okay. I, don't, I don't know if it still exists, but there was a petrol station in Bunbury in Western Australia mm-hmm. that used to still fill up your car for you. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if they still do it. A few years ago, I was in Bunbury, and they, they, make, they, they make you sit in your car, and they fill it up for you. Mm. I The first time I experienced someone filling up my car was when I was in Spain. There was a, there was a petrol station attendant who came to fill up the car, and I felt like, wow, you know. We've living the we've, dream. We've we've simultaneously stepped forward but stepped back because it's like wow this is service. But I think at the same time in Spain you can also get out of the car and fill it up yourself. Whereas in Oregon Look, their their law states that it is too dangerous for someone to fill up. That's because everybody in Oregon is on drugs. Like and well, they're just maybe, like maybe. they're just like hey. It's, you just keep driving, yeah. but it's way too unsafe for you to get out of your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but now, as of last week, in a vote that went 47 to 10, they have decided to make it legal to fill up your own petrol. 
Nice. You know, to, you know, you can actually fill up your own petrol on all the reservations, though. So if you go and get fuel on the on the Indian reservations, on the Native American reservations, because I, I filled up in Oregon before, but there, that's a sovereign nation within. Anyway, it's a whole other thing. It's a whole, it's a whole other deal. But, okay, that's interesting. But it actually, it was shut down last year. They tried to put the bill through last year. It was shut down by the fire department, who said it would be too expensive to change everything over or something. I don't know. That, that's literally what they say. I, I cannot see how. But, uh, yeah, now shout out Oregon for becoming free and being able to fill up your own cars. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Good morning. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We've got Robbie in the studio while Lawson is siding with Shell about how it's so wrong. To have people filling up your car. Shell but guess up, what? I love it. Shell brought up a good point. Although, you know, you're creating in- employment and opportunities simultaneously, it's another person to tip, which is something you need to do in the United States. Yeah, that's true. And and again, because that it, if someone has to fill up the car, someone also has to be inside the store, then there's more people. Isn't it awesome to set then, up so much job But then there's more people to pay in a place in which the minimum wage is so much lower. Because I worked at a servo for like three months and I got paid here in Australia because you're working by yourself and it's Australian standard. Oh, dude, I got paid. Like it was amazing. It was good. Just to stand there and, you know, contribute cool. to climate change and offer people <laughs> cheap chocolate. You know, that, that Wayne, kind of thing. Wayne, Texas, he says, good morning, guys. Blessings. Filling up cars was my first job in Bateman's Bay in 1990. Love wow. That. Dude, wow. That's but, a while ago. Good job, uh, Wayne. Shell was saying, I believe in New Jersey, it's still illegal to fill up your own car. So it's the, it's the last oh, yeah, bastion. Jersey, eh? It's the last bastion of, uh, of you know... Stupidity. Anyways, you're listening no to the breakfast show. Actually, last year they voted this, they were going to do the same thing, but the people wouldn't have it because in New Jersey they're like, "We're not filling up our own cars." What are you talking about, <laughs> huh? Forget about it. That's so good. Man, you do an American accent so well. <laughs> I've been working on it for a few years. <laughs> Let's have our next clue for the quiz. Joseph of Arimathea and I took Christ's body and wrapped it with the spices. In strips of linen. Oh, hey, there you go. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call it. or text again. Joseph of Arimathea and I took Christ's body and wrapped it with spices in strips of linen. If you know who this is, you can call or text our number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine and go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week: the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, as well as a KJV Bible with Mark Finley's study helps. Okay, so I have a little story here mm-hmm. that I want to I want to talk about. It might lead to other things, but we're gonna oh. we're gonna start with this over there. I don't know if you knew this or not, but there are currently no literally, literally right now there are no elected officials in the country of Haiti. That is insane. So there's no mayors, there's no representatives politically, there's no prime minister or president or anything. There's nothing. Yeah, like not even like. Local le- elected officials. There's nothing. Well, so the entire government is actually it's currently collapsed. Yeah. collapsed. yeah, we talked about well when the assassination happened. Of July 2021. In yeah. 2021, we reported about it here on Faith FM. But we also had John Boston corresponding from Haiti. That's pretty wild. When he went over there and talking about because they were also doing earthquake relief and all that kind of stuff. So, 
But it seems like the situation has it's only really deteriorated. Yeah. And so what has caused or what's happened, uh, the murder rate also has increased by 35%. But it was already high. So it's gone up another wow. one-third as well, too. And this has caused the United States government to say, hey, uh, we need to do something about this. And so they've kind of created a plan. But the previous critique to them trying to ever do anything uh, was that everything was short-sighted, erratic, little disbursements of foreign aid. But this time, uh, they've had over 230 individuals and organizations uh, to become part of an ongoing uh program called Global Fragility Act, uh, and it's a kind of a long-term strategy that has been rolled out, and the idea behind the act is to support programs through a 10-year commitment that will mm. prevent violent conflicts before they erupt and foster conditions for growth that help stabilize mm. the country. Now, the reason this is interesting is Haiti, look, a lot of crazy stuff has happened in Haiti. You know, I've never been to Haiti. Uh but I've read a lot of reports, and we actually have uh, Robbie Ewer in Dominican Republic, and I want to get to that story here in just a little bit. To, but to set the scene, not too long ago, Haiti was publicly dedicated to Satan, you know, by a government official. I'm, I might have been the president. If I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the president. Yeah. So he basically dedicates the country to Satan. Now, the culture in Haiti reminds me a lot of Louisiana, the bayou mm. culture of voodoo, yeah. supernatural, santeria, witchcraft. It's a dark, dark environment. And so it's like that kind of, it's it's this kind of French Creole kind of speaking, mm. which is that bayou, Louisiana kind of vibe. And it's, if you can imagine with me the, like a spooky swamp that you're kind of paddling through and there's spider webs and Weird uh, accordion music uh-huh. and gators just swimming through uh-huh. the waters. That's the kind of vibe that uh, is happening when you think of what's happening in Haiti because it is very dark. And there's, I'm thinking, candles are lit everywhere and like little um, skull and crossbones all over the place. It's a very, I don't want to say attractive, but it, it, it hyperbolizes death, right? It just focuses on death and Santeria and. The well, Santeria is the worship of the dead saints, essentially. Mm. Uh, but there's a lot of dark witchcraft that's involved with that. And I guess I'm saying this because the results of this, the results of essentially dedicating a country to witchcraft and evil, we're now seeing. Yeah. There are, there are people who own mansions and gated communities that now the gangs have rolled up. They have killed the owners of the mansions. Uh, or the or ran them off the ones that can get away, and now the gangs live in the mansions, and wow. on the streets uh, when you're walking down. I think there were I think just earlier this year. So this was from maybe two months ago. Ten police officers were killed just this year, and that was a report that I read uh, from January. Wow. So there's probably more now in March because I've been kind of doing a little research on Ten different articles. Ten police officers were killed in January. That's what I believe. And there's and there's only, in Port-au-Prince, I believe there's only 9,000 police officers. So essentially, they're trying to maintain order in a, an area that's bigger than New York City with a much smaller force than New York PD, NYPD, right? Mm. Now, I... I guess 
what I want to bring up with this this point here is it's important for us to remember that we are as a people separated from the government, right? The government mm-hmm. does its thing; it's corrupt. It's it's it, it, it does all sorts of wild stuff, even here in Australia as well, too. However, when you get to a place that your country is so corrupt that they can't even have a government, that's a whole other level. Mm. So it's one thing to have a government that's corrupt in your country, but it's another thing to have a country so corrupt that you can't have a government. Yeah, that's insane. Like, that's, that's the next level. Now, Robbie, you were telling us a story before. You did some evangelistic work in Dominican Republic, and you said right. something before that I was really interesting. Tell us about the trees between the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Yeah, so when I was there a couple of years back, um, we were doing work in Dominican, which is on the same island. There's like right. basically a line in the middle of the Split island. Split down the middle. One's Haiti, one's Dominican. And one's Spanish-speaking, one's Creole, Yeah, basically. and so the, the folk there in Dominican side, they were telling me how that after the country was dedicated, the other country, so Haiti was dedicated to Satan, devil, worship, that sort of stuff, that there's a, there's a distinct line along the, the border of the same island where all the trees and the foliage and stuff has, like, disappeared and dying and, and like, you know, like what you described before, like the swamp with everything death, and then yeah. you cross across the imaginary line of the border and all of a sudden it's rainforests and jungles again. And so that was saying that, like, after the dedication to Satan, like, all the the, um, the the foliage and stuff changed. Wow. And, like, you don't really think of that sort of stuff being impacted by spiritual stuff, right? You sort of think more like, wow. you know, human beings possessed or whatnot. Right. But that was saying there was a, a physiological effect on the state versus just the people. Then also you had a story about a guy who came over from Haiti right. while you were doing your evangelistic series. Yeah, so I was, I was in this room one night and uh, was speaking, and then this guy just walks in, like, well, actually came running in, running in, like a white singlet, the gold necklace type thing, like the picture you have of, like, sort of that part of the world. And he comes running in, he's screaming out in Spanish, and he's like, I'm going through a translator. So what's he saying? What's he saying? He says, he says, is God here? Can God help me here? And I'm like, you know, the big Westerner going, yes, God is here. Take a seat and you'll hear more about God. So anyway, long story short, at the end of the um, presentation, he comes up and he he speaks to me and he tells me that that night, the night before he shows up to this program, he was in Haiti doing a seance with a whole bunch of people in this village and um, they were calling up the dead. And as the dead was sort of coming up through the floor, like the apparitions and things, he freaks out and lets go of the, the holding hands, you know, around the Pentagon, that sort of thing. A pentagon, I should say. Pentagram. And, pentagram. Yeah. And as he... Well, pentagon's just as bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think... I think same, so anyway, there. so he breaks he breaks the circle, which apparently is a bad thing, and he gets on his little scooter and starts heading back from Haiti back into Dominican across the border through the jungle there. And as he's riding along, he sees this, like, shining white guy standing on the road in the middle of the jungle. So he swerves his little scooter and he sort of crashes into the ditch. He gets up, turns around, looks back, and the guy's still standing. He hasn't moved. So he goes running up and says, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And as he does it, a logging truck comes down the hill and runs him over, this guy standing on the road. But as the logging truck goes straight past him, he looks back and the guy's still standing. He went right through the truck. So he uh-huh. freaks out, runs up. Are you okay? Are you okay? The guy turns around and looks him in the eyes. And the, the guy who saw this told me, he said, it was Satan himself telling me that your soul is mine and you can't escape me. And so he freaks out, gets on his scooter, heads down to where I was in Santa Domingo, runs in that night, and then he's basically asking, how do I get God so I can get rid of this devil thing? Wow. Crazy story. Highly that motivated individual to come to the evangelistic series. Yeah. You know what made him come, though? He heard our singing. 
Interesting. Powerful. So we were singing before the program started, and he heard the singing wandering around the streets, and it was the only thing he heard on a Friday night, and so he came running in because he heard the singing. That's usually how it goes in, in developing countries like that. We have the same thing in Africa. They hear the singing, and people just come. Yeah. That sounds... That's a crazy story, actually. But the good thing is his soul doesn't belong uh, to Satan because he has been redeemed. And Jesus has overcome the world, so we have nothing to fear because Jesus is stronger than anything Satan could ever do. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here this morning, live from the studio in Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia, we have special guest Robbie with us. We got Lawson and we got Shell producing it up, and I am Blake. We and we have a guest coming up in just a little bit. But before we do, uh, we need a clue. Give us a clue, oh, Lawson. I'm going to give you a clue. Okay, I need. Here one. we go. Trust Here me. we go. So our next clue is: I was a Pharisee and a member of the Jewish ruling council. I came to Jesus at night. Yes. Man, that, that was that was an information dump right there. Maybe I didn't know that he said the clues. first thing that he said. That, that that caught me off guard, mm. actually. But now, now I know that he's you know that. you know who it is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you know who it is, you can call us or text us at that number with the correct answer, and you'll go into the draw to win our amazing prizes for this week: the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, a Bible study journal, as well as the KGV Bible with Mark Finley. Study helps. We'll give you that absolutely for free. Zero four nine one zero six four. Six six nine. You know who else knows who it is? Who? Uh, I almost, I almost just said the answer. Wow! Mm. I meant to say James knows who the answer is, and so does Bruce, and so does Liz, and so does Janelle. Yeah. So <laughs> I almost said some smart listeners. I almost said the answer knows who James is, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" A little little uh, cat got my tongue there. He might have. Maybe they probably actually they definitely knew each other. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming, but anyway. Keep it on the down low. We're mm-hmm. uh, going to move forward here. Uh, Janelle, are you? No, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, who do we have on Jennifer. this morning? Jennifer. Jennifer oh, Skews. I know. It's Jennifer Skews. I'm Jennifer, I'm so sorry. My brain was looking into the calendar in the future in my head, and I was jumping um, ahead. Guess what we're going to talk about, the brain. Oh. <laughs> Give me a perfect example. <laughs> okay, well, definitely, because, like, I was looking, so I've been working on this calendar, and I'm looking on the calendar, even though it's not in front of me, but in my head I was picturing the calendar, and I was no. just thinking, I'm going to be talking to Janelle, but no, I'm talking to Jennifer, and I'm sorry, Jennifer. Uh, what What do I need to know about my brain to not do that anymore? Because clearly there's something messed up inside. <laughs> we all have a messed up brain. We call it, uh, you know, when we're born with that fallen nature, it's messed up. But God can do a lot of repair work. And if we look after our brain, it works quite well, considering all. And uh, one of the things I was going to talk about with the brain, because there's a lot we don't know. Science only understands maybe 40, maybe 50% at the most of, of about the brain. It's like the unknown frontier. And yet the brain is the center of everything. It is our seat of consciousness. If the brain isn't working, we're brain dead, then they take you off life support. So this means that we have to look after and care for our brain in every aspect of our life, including what we've been talking about with sleeping. But we have 
The main part of the brain is that, that we're working with today is the first third of the brain called the neocortex or the frontal lobes or the frontal hemispheres, and we've got two of them left and right, and they're joined by a bundle of nerves called the corpus callosum. And we, we switch information to the left, to the right, process information. We're meant to use both sides of the brain, but you were sort of stuck in one side of your brain <laughs> where your mind, probably your left brain, was focused on something um, visual, which was your calendar, which is numbers and sequences, um, where the right-hand side of the brain is the part of the brain that is more creative. It's the part of the mm. brain that links us directly with the emotional memory bank. And that's where all the garbage is stored as well as good things. Is it so, possible to have like an enlarged right side of the brain? Because I got a lot of garbage and a lot of creativity. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we often use one side a lot, and that is when we get caught up in our emotions and um, we what we call a bit mindless. So when you have days where... Wait, are you describing me or are we describing <laughs> just like a generality here? <laughs> We all have a mindless oh, okay. the brain, us. but yes, you, yeah, we all do that. And if you have days where, oh, you forget where you put your keys, you can't find things, you walk around in circles in the house thinking, what was I going to do? And um, we miss things, we can't think straight, and that's when we're usually stuck in our emotional side of the brain and the thinking brain is not functioning well at all. It's still functioning. Um, or the thinking brain will justify the emotional brain. Right. For example, if we meet someone we don't like, we go, oh, I don't like them because we don't even know them. Right. Know, it's just, just it's, yeah, we just, yeah, yeah. So we really want the balance of those two sides of the brain and what we call, instead of being mindless, we want to be more mindful. Mm. Um, now, if the brain's really tired, it can't do that. So, or if we get distracted, like you were a prime example this morning when you got distracted and you'd already talked about different names and then you put one of those names onto me because you were distracted. So we really need to pay attention in the present. And a lot of us, oh, how do you do that? And it's we've got to wire the brain because the brain has all this wiring and uh, we do a lot of wiring left and right. And we have talked about this before. Males have... Um, their wiring in that left-right hemisphere is different to females, and this is where you get those gender differences. So the male brain is wired left to right, usually with a main um, connection. It's like a vine, and they, it's good for problem-solving. Males can actually often focus more on the job or do things because that's their role. Mm. Um, but the female brain has got multiple wiring left, right, and it's very emotionally focused, whereas a male is more that left brain practical focus or, or problem-solving focus. And I'm talking generally here because we can have uh, – some males can have a more female side to the brain, whereas some women have a more male side to the brain. So it depends on different factors. But generally, women do a lot more transferring of information back and forth. They can often have a busy brain, um, which can drive them nuts. And it drives men nuts, too, because they can't keep up with it. So they're more emotionally focused. And uh, that can create problems in relationships unless you understand the differences. No, for sure. Um, that's that's me to a T. I, I you know, I'm, I'm a big, like, I'm like six foot three. I'm a bald guy with a big beard. But, man, 
I've got a feminine side of my brain, and I think it's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that because uh, I'm definitely an emotionally charged up uh, bear. Uh, I'm just like running around getting wild, but it is. It's interesting because basically earlier you were talking about how, like you know, people get distracted. They're they're not mindful. They're mindless. They lose their keys. Uh, they're wandering around, wondering, "Hey, what are they doing?" And I thought that you were describing my daily activities. Uh, so like, when when you were describing that, I was like, "Wow, okay, what's going on here?" So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm like that all the time. Like I really am just all over the place. Very very emotional and very. Uh, Distracted. Distracted. Yeah, sorry, I just got distracted. I couldn't think of that word, actually. Uh, that's an awkward moment right here on live radio. Uh, so how can someone who maybe is a little more uh, feminine-minded, maybe like myself, be a little more mindful? Because I, I struggle with that. Because, I honestly, I've had multiple people like, Black, please, can you just be more mindful? And I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know yeah. what that means. So what can I do for someone who struggles with mindfulness? Okay. There are multiple factors involved, of course. Gender is just one of them. Uh, sleep deprivation can determine brain function. Nutrition can determine, you know, lack of nutrients. But generally, I find we have thinking habits. We learn to think in certain ways. That can go back to our models. Uh, if we have a particularly a parent that we model from who has those habits, because it is habitual, because the mind can work more efficiently, um, we learn to function in certain ways. Uh, it could be because of stress, trauma. There's lots of factors. But to actually rewire the brain and focus, we have to do it what we call mindfully. So once you know that you do this, um, and one of the things maybe you can do is stop, reorient and think because you want to be in the present. You know, when I um, came on to the program, your mind was in the future. Right? It always so, is. That's my problem. I'm always like multiple so you have steps to, ahead. You have to learn to bring it back to the present. And you, you're not alone there. A lot of people live um, because we need to be in the present. I mean, from a Christian perspective, God is in the present. It's the only place I can access that relationship. People are in the present. The job I'm doing is in the present. So if my mind is dwelling on the past or looking into the future, whether it be with fear or planning or whatever, then I'm totally distracted and I cannot function in the present. That's what's happening right now because I can't stop thinking about a breakfast food that I'm just about to eat. Like in this moment right now, I'm just like, man, I'm so hungry right now. So my brain is just like going wild. So how do I stay in the present? Well, one, if your brain, if you're hungry, it means your blood sugars are low. You can't do it. I feel that you, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you need to have that food to feed the brain and particularly first thing in the morning, it's called in break the fast. So this is where making sure you've got good blood sugar balance, and we've talked about that before, because if your blood sugars are too low or too high, the brain cannot function mindfully. It's going to be all over the place. That's okay? me. Yep, needs the energy. <laughs> Once you've had breakfast, it might work a bit better, um, but you have to learn to stop and orient because your brain rules itself. It's used to just jumping into the future, for example. Yes, one, you have to, this is where the conscious effort to rewire the brain, you have to put effort into it and know, set yourself a goal. You can't do it all at once, but it might be in the morning you're going to keep focusing the brain on 
preparing breakfast, having your breakfast, you know, just a task because you're breaking the mold. And how easy is it to change a habit? And nearly impossible. Well, it's oh, not sorry. impossible. <laughs> Wait, are, we, are we talking personally here or are we talking about? Uh, it's like nearly impossible. I know that one, but it's not. It is possible if you pick something that you focus on and you do it, they say 21 days. Yes, that's I've heard that. 21 day rule. It takes 60 days to really instill it and put it into autopilot where you automatically do it. Well, I question that because I have an 85-day streak on Duolingo learning Portuguese, and I'm still not fluent. So I'm not sure what's going on here. (laughs) But with Portuguese, you've got got an American accent. You've got other (laughs) things. Unless you learn um, to, to be fluent, you have to learn it at a very young age because oh, the brain okay. to learn a language later in life. So maybe breaking a habit is different than becoming fluent in another language. Yeah. <laughs> but your habit might be I'm not putting enough time into it. I need to focus on doing that and concentrate, focus when I'm doing my, my Portuguese lesson. Okay. So if you're distracted, you won't take it in or you won't be able to do it. So it comes back to we've got to train the brain to focus. So, for example, just some simple things like keys. I don't know how many people say, oh, I walk in the door and I can't find my keys when I've got to go out again. So I get them to do things like have a little box near the door and learn to put the keys straight in the box or on a spot. So you your mind has to leave the car and go, no, I've got to remember where I put the keys. So you're now wiring that in. And eventually it will be autopilot. But initially you've got to put effort in. You've got to focus and put a lot of effort in to break the habit. No, that that's very true. One thing I've done with keys, because I've lost so many keys in my days, I actually now put my keys inside of a bag that yep. I then carry that bag with me everywhere. And that's Excellent. really just so I don't lose my keys. And the bag's big enough that I have a little spot that I put it when I go into my room. Okay. And every time it's right yeah. on that spot. So if you can do that, you can do it in anything. So if it is in the morning when you get up to really focus on not getting distracted but going and brushing your teeth and whatever you do in the morning instead of wandering around the house and I know this one, I think, oh, I haven't brushed my teeth yet, for example. So I get up and I focus on what I'm going to do for the day. Okay. Um, Does that make sense? No, it does. I'm I'm taking notes. There's a great little acronym. This is put together by another psychologist, uh, Dr. John Arden, and he called it FEED, F-E-E-D. F is to focus. So you've got to focus or pay attention to what you want to do or change, putting effort into it. So that means focusing your attention like you do with your keys to put them in the bag. Put effort into it, and you keep putting that effort into it until it becomes effortless. Okay. Now it's effortless for you to put your key in the bag, but you've got a spot for it. Before it took effort. Does that make sense? You had to focus your attention, and then you've got to have determination to keep doing it. So focus, effort, effortless, determination. And determination, feed. So you've got to feed. Well, I'm determined to feed myself here in just a few minutes. Jennifer, it has been a pleasure (laughs) basically just having a therapy session on live radio. So I feel like I owe you just send me a bill or something. We'll just keep that on the down low. Thank you so much for helping me become better. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.